grow your knowledge and then speak confidently. Because yeah. people are harsh on social media and they know. You either know your shit or you don't. Clip this, Ben. TP never wants to hang out with your boy. No, it's just like as the podcast goes on. <laughs> I get comfortable. Too comfortable. <laughs> you, have, you have to remember we're already in a tight space. It looks ridiculous. Just like two grown men. Too cozy. Sitting too, too next fine, to each other. Man. No, it's not fine. I'm not. I'm trying my best here. This is the biggest couch. You're the one who wanted this couch. No, I'm not. Scoot over. <laughs> there you go. Guys, share the wall. Damn, dude. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Nothing. Back on the podcast, second time. Second time on the pod. Tell the people what you got going on lately. I've just been editing, you know, coming, uh, been working on more client stuff. My fillies are good somewhat. <laughs> That's about it. Somewhat. Uh, so you're getting more and more uh, client projects now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest thing you think you learned? Probably just the use of B-roll, like getting better at using like background clips and like... Uh, Trying to include like more B roll to tell a story, okay. so I think I've gotten a little bit better at storytelling. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. The storytelling is getting better. Oh, Joe's here. Benny, what episode is this? Forty-seven. Episode forty-seven of the Real Talk Podcast. It's your host Joey and Thomas. And if you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe, and comment down below. TP. Feels like it's been. It's been a hot minute. Oh yeah, we went to Montana. Went to Montana. How was that? Cut to a little B roll sequence. Uh, 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 mm. All right. And yeah, that was fun. We had a great time out there. We, we got walked, some awesome shots. Yeah, we walked up a hill. I was gassed. Everyone's gassed. Oh, check out our push-up challenge on Instagram too if you haven't checked out our push-up challenge. <laughs> push-up challenge. <laughs> what else? But yeah, we got a uh we were able to catch up this week and then this weekend we'll be really busy. Next week busy, busy. commercial shoot. You going to Sacramento? He's going to Sacramento. Let's go. And then I'll be going to Florida the week after shooting a boat show shooting the boat show for my boy Joey Boats Sheesh, Joey, Joey Boats, boats. one time Joey Boats Joey two boats but yeah <laughs> things are uh, things are things smooth sailing smooth. Good on. <laughs> where, where is the wood <laughs> um all right TP so tell me baby who do we got on today today we have on Joseph Aziz owner of Prestige Property Group a brokerage of 40 agents and counting Joe personally sold over $200 million in real estate and runs a successful YouTube channel. Everybody, welcome on. Joseph Aziz. We got things falling. Joe's coming on. the camera? It's right there. Your camera, camera. So it's head on. Camera. Nice. Yeah, so this one's head on. That's the main shot, and then that's our camera right there. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Really? Yeah, never been on a podcast. Wow. I did something while driving one time. It was super weird. I don't know if it was just audio, but somebody called me out the blue. They're like, I'm doing a podcast right now. Oh <laughs> this is like a cold and radio guest. <laughs> Getting calls, I'm like ending the calls. I'm like, this is so crazy. <laughs> I was trashed my car. Oh, that's crazy. Did that ever come out? No, I don't. <laughs> you like, I have no idea. It was probably somebody, I gave them my social, it was weird. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So for, um, the, so for the people who don't really know you all too well, can you give them a little insight on uh, Prestige Property Group and, you know, everything on your end? Uh, I've been a realtor for eight years. I decided right around COVID time to open up my own brokerage. 
Uh, I used to work for a company that I will not name, um, but they basically fired me once they heard I was trying to open up my own brokerage. Yeah. And um, at the at the time, I was looking at office spaces, and uh, I guess they find out they found out, and they were like, "Oh, you know, we have to let you go." Because they were worried about like trying to recruit. Mm -hmm. So I said, no problem, but I need like two weeks because, you know, I have like 12 under contract. I have like listings like there's this. I can't just up and leave. I have a, a yeah. functioning business. And um, they were like, OK, you, you got two weeks. And I think that pushed me to sign a lease sooner than I you know needed to or, ha or could have. <laughs> but uh, it ended up being something that was very fruitful. And it's funny because like three or four realtors from that office immediately joined. Right. You know, I actually had one of my one of my good friends, Ahmad. He was a realtor there, and he's like, "Oh, you're opening up. Uh, you, you're doing your own thing." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, cool." He like unplugged his computer. And, <laughs> so he was the one, the first realtor yeah. at Prestige, and then it's been amazing since then. You know, I have forty forty one right now. Damn. Yeah. And what What's that initial like push to get you to start your own brokerage? Um, I think it was just like the inability to, to market and advertise and do what you want as a brokerage. And um, just like there's a lot of fees with other companies that a lot of agents don't realize. And um, I don't know. I just feel like there's not really any guidance. I feel like everybody that's guiding you in these big companies, they've been out of touch for years. So they haven't really like you, you go to any pick any real estate brokerage and pick the office manager and they haven't sold a house in like five years. Like, so it's like, yeah. how can you guide me or, or how can you be my yeah. resource? Mm -hmm. And then if you did want somebody who's active in real estate, you're giving them 25, 50% on top of the split for the office. Mm -hmm. So like I wanted to kind of create an office where there was a, an environment uh, where you have a question, if there's an issue with a transaction, you're either picking up the phone and calling me or my partner, Rich. Yeah, I mean, you guys have some of the dopest office space. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, we have Mont a really cool space. Montclair, Montclair, right? Yeah, Montclair. Downtown Montclair, we have a 2,000 square foot office. It's two floors. Um, I got a COVID deal, which is nice. You know, that that I pay like 5,500. That office now is like 10 grand. Yeah, So that's like, crazy. I made sure I signed a 10-year lease. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you build a team so quickly? So I don't have a team. I'm very anti-team, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of teams are. are uh, can I say the word bullshit? <laughs> oh yeah, you can go for it. I can say whatever. Yeah, just let it rip. <laughs> All right. So the one thing about Prestige is we don't hire new realtors. So if you're working with an agent at Prestige, chances are they're a good realtor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I could have 150 realtors right now, but I chose not to do that because. I didn't want to have a bunch of uneducated people in the real estate business that have no idea what they're doing, bringing down the realtors that are actually successful and know what they're doing. So I made that a point to not hire new realtors, which is like very important. I'm very anti-team. I, I personally personally don't think uh, a team dynamic makes sense because say you're a seller of a house, right? And you hire a team, right? Mm -hmm. You're hiring the team leader. The team leader is the person that's actually selling real estate. They know what they're doing. They know how to handle transactions and situations based off their experience, right? Yeah. So I'm Joseph. I build a team. I hire four realtors that have no idea what they're doing, but want to learn and will do anything because they don't have no idea what they're doing. The problem is at the inspection and the appraisal and throughout the entire process, those are the people that you're constantly dealing with, not the team leader. <laughs> so I've been in many situations where I'm the buyer's agent and I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a team. Okay, that's a listing agent. And I'm dealing with four different people. It's like, hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm John. I'm doing yeah. this. I'll be here for the inspection. It's like, you know, it's it's very, I don't think it's proper representation of either a buyer or a seller. 
I think it. I think I'm gonna get a lot of heat for saying <laughs> I don't like teams, but I honestly don't give a shit. So I, I'm a I'm a solo agent. I do about 40 million on average, uh, give or take a year consistently. I think it's I think that's a great number for a realtor to be successful. Um, I think you can do anywhere between 20 million to 100 million without being on a team all by yourself with like an assistant and a virtual assistant. Mm. So, and what would you say to like new agents that are they're learning and want to work for Prestige? And like, at what level are you like, all right, cool. I get they pass the the level. I get hit up all the time by new agents and and I always tell them like, hey, go join like Keller Williams. Yeah, you know, go go join a team. Yeah, pretend like you're gonna like be on that team for life and say, yeah, I want to learn, I want to grow with the team, and then suck that information for six months. Do everything and anything you can to just learn buyer side, seller side, how to handle transaction, what lead paint is, what a seller's disclosure is, and just learn, 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 and then just run and go on your own because at the end of the day real estate is not about a team or an office it's about yourself people yeah. aren't hiring uh all of exp to sell their house they're hiring you they're hiring me you know i'm the one picking up the phone call and doing all the things they're hiring my experience mm -hmm. so i would say just learn as much as you can on a team in an office give up your money give up your split let them take 50 percent of your commission nothing matters for the first six months yeah learn 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 and then go out on your own and and put in the work and hopefully you're successful. Otherwise, you're just gonna go back to what you were doing before. Yeah. And do you feel like that's like it has to like save you like time and mental energy, knowing like all right, I don't have to train anybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. I I do spend a lot of time and mental energy uh, fine tuning and and teaching the realtors that do join. Yeah. So like, there's plenty of realtors that join Prestige that are doing like two million and are gotcha. kind of like figuring out, but they're smart enough to know like hey, I can't be on a team anymore. I need to kind of go do my own thing and build my own brand. That's why they join. And those are the realtors I'm like, all right, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. This is, these are the tools I'm going to give you because I have money. Yeah. I could pay for it. You can't afford to pay for it, but I'm going to pay for it to help you grow. Because if you grow, I grow. So that that's the whole basis of our office. Do you feel like there's like a general like thing that normally keeps a an agent from like passing a certain level? Um, it depends on the agent, honestly. I think consistency is the biggest problem for all realtors. Consistency with cold calling, consistency with door knocking, even consistency with something so simple as like social media. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know one realtor that picks up their phone every single day and posts a story, even though it's so simple. Like, you're going to an inspection anyway. You're going no, to an yeah. appraisal anyway. Why not just film it? Yeah. Why not post it? Why not post it on two accounts? Why not post it on WhatsApp? Yeah. Why not post it on Snapchat? Why not post it on TikTok? So like everyone can learn together. Yeah. Maybe I, if you don't know what you're doing, you should be posting what you're doing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now you're definitely like every time I go on Instagram, I can count on <laughs> I'm a Josie. I'm, I'm story. Nate. I don't get and it. And it's not even like you're not just like posting, you're engaging too. And I yeah. feel like we always say like, that's such an important aspect of social sure. media. It's like, you know, not everyone is who goes obviously to your Instagram is going to buy a house from you. But yeah, there's definitely people that come to my Instagram for knowledge and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah I have a realtor. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, like we believe in like, if you provide like good information, like somewhere down the line when someone is looking for someone like respectable, then they'll be like, oh, what about that guy that gave us? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I get a lot of, I mean, you'd be shocked at like what I get from social media. LinkedIn is actually a big lead source for me. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize, but I was like. I was like a LinkedIn junkie like six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I just went fucking nuts adding people on LinkedIn like six years ago. 
And now LinkedIn is like probably my one of my biggest res- referral sources. And it's good to reforce referral source because it's like professionals. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, some guy on Instagram who's like living in a basement like, oh, I want to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last five years, mm-hmm. the rates were so low. There were so many new realtors in the market um, that people really weren't doing their due diligence about who they were hiring yeah. as a realtor. Mm-hmm. So then you have like a first-time buyer who hires a first-time realtor and maybe they sold five homes, right? Nowhere near enough experience to represent a buyer yeah. directly, right? You can do it. Any schlo- a schlep can sell a house. But I'll give you an example of a situation that's going on right now. Uh, I am, I listed, a, I got a call from a couple. They were like, oh, we want to sell our house and we want to buy another house. Yeah. And um, they called me and, I, and I, I always look up, you know, I look to see what they paid for to make sure there's no negative equity and all that stuff. COVID forbearance, all, all the due diligence before yeah. the listing appointment. And I see, and I see they bought it from a, a realtor represented them on the purchase a few years ago. And it's a realtor that I know. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awkward and weird, right? So, but business is business. And I went on the listing appointment. He's not in, in the, he's not in a prestige office. Yeah. So I was like, you know, competition, <laughs> but not really, right? <laughs> but I went on the listing appointment and I, and I, I did the whole listing appointment, gave them my spiel. And I said to them, I'm like, hey, why aren't you using, we'll call him John, right? Say, why aren't you using John? (laughs) So I just had to like make sure it wasn't actually John. (laughs) I was like, why aren't you guys using John? He's the one who sold you the house. And and they said, "Um, you know, we were first time buyers. We didn't do our due diligence. We don't really feel like John has the skill and capability that you have. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show you like, all right, for example, they're selling that house for 550,000. And they're buying a $1.2 million house. So that's almost $2 million in sales right there that John lost out on because either he didn't stay in touch or he didn't impress them or he just doesn't have, he didn't stay in their line of vision. He he truly didn't grow as a realtor clearly. You know, if he, if he was, he sold him a house about three and a half years ago and there definitely have to be Instagram friends, right? Because they did a whole transaction together. They're probably looking at his stuff and then looking at my stuff and, and saying to themselves like, yeah, there's a major difference here. And I have two kids and I need to make a smart financial decision. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to do a little research on who we want to hire yeah. to sell our house and close on the new house and make it seamless. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate, but I think a lot of realtors struggle with that. Yeah. When did you first know that you needed to start putting out content? I don't know, honestly. It kind of just happened naturally. I've always been a content person, yeah. you know? Like when I was younger, I would just post bullshit. Like, oh my God, I got new towels, or I just, <laughs> you know, I post the dumbest things, or my dog. But um, I think as I increased my knowledge with real estate, I started posting more because I obviously gained confidence. Yeah. And I think a lot of realtors, even your realtors at, at my office, sometimes don't post because they're not as confident because they don't have that information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I guess anybody watching this, grow your knowledge and then speak confidently because yeah. people are harsh on social media and they know you either know your shit or you don't yeah <laughs> yeah Beautiful. especially in your space too i feel like it's like a lot of no oh calls. yeah it wasn't like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> your dms I've, fill up quick oh i've kicked people i i do inter- real estate interviews and people come to the office and try to like you know I, I would love them for them to join and grow but a lot of people come in with arrogance mm. and they'll say oh yeah i, I want 100 percent," and i'm like this isn't exp <laughs> this, this is a this is a this is an office that you come in and learn and grow. Yeah. You know, the, if you're not looking to do that and you're coming with arrogance, you just don't fit the vibe of the office. Yeah. So it's it's 
time for you to go. Yeah. Was it always real estate? Was there something? No, on, honestly, I, I, um, I, I wanted to be a home inspector. Mm. It's funny because I spent like six grand and like six months taking the home inspection course at Inspection 21 in Paramus. Okay. And I was a realtor that wasn't successful. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. You know, I, I need to make money. And I was like, yo, home inspectors are making like $600 <laughs> pop. And they're doing like three home inspections a day. I'm like, this is the move for me. And um, I've always loved homes and, and, and all that stuff. So I'm like, let me just do this course. So I did that course and like, I quickly realized like a couple things. Don't go to an inspection school dressed like a realtor because all the guys that go to inspection school are plumbers and HVAC guys and contractors. And the, the, I remember the owner of the school like thought I was a spy. Because I would show up in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy showed up in a suit. Who the fuck? And then and the guy next to me is like Tommy the Builder. He's like, <laughs> covered in paint. And we're all, we're all learning about HVAC. <laughs> but uh, I will say the the funny thing is like that that journey of like the home inspection school yeah. and getting that certification has helped me tremendously be a better realtor. Mm -hmm. And once I started promoting that I hold a home inspection certification yeah. and I can go into a house... Like when I look at a house, it's very different than when like another realtor looks at a house. I walk in there and I'm like, let's go right to the basement. Like let's stand outside, look at the grading, yeah. and then we'll go inside and look at the basement. You know, like furnace, uh, foundation, sill plate, yeah. uh, electric electrical work, the panel, the service outside. Like I look at all that stuff first, and I think buyers really appreciated that. Yeah. And they started like seeing like, I I started to see a lot of like, hey, we're working with a realtor, but like. Mm, they don't really know anything, you know? Or they'll they'll walk into a house that's renovated and say, "Look how pretty the kitchen is." And then next thing you know, it's like a pre nineteen hundreds house with like foundational issues yeah. and like nothing was done right, you know. <laughs> so I think that skyrocketed my yeah. success as a buyer's agent, mm -hmm. and then and then I started to use it to my advantage as a listing agent because I would go on listing appointments and I would point out the flaws of the house that would come up during an inspection. And I'd say, hey, sellers, let's get let's slip this in the bud, you know. So when when in, when inspection does happen, I'm going to be there. I know exactly what how to translate what the home inspector is saying, and there are no issues, you yeah. know. So there's that definitely skyrocketed my my business like tremendously. And I still think I'm like, if you're buying a house, there's realtors that there's people that call me from social media that are like, hey, we found the house already, and we want you to show it to us. And then we want to make an offer with you. So like, it's crazy how like marketing yourself and marketing the fact that you have that knowledge yeah. so that other people can confidently call you to represent them. It's like calling like a good attorney, yeah. you know? What so. content do you feel like people gravitate to the most? I would say investing. Mm. People, everybody wants to invest. I mean, I love the bird method and like house hacking and yeah. all that stuff. But unfortunately, you know, we live in New Jersey where interest rates are high all over, not just New Jersey, but also yeah. like the prices of homes are high. Like if you, like 650 when I first started real estate or 550 even for a two family house was a fantastic budget. Now you're gonna get like some dusty ass house in like Belleville that's pre 1940 that has not been touched in 30 years and has one tenant that pays like a thousand dollars and like a gremlin in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, like, and the, and the attorney's like, you got to take it with the tenant in the basement. Oh my! God. You go in the basement, it's like yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I can only imagine how drastically things it's, have shifted. It's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. It's kind of crazy. Was there was there ever moments 
where there was maybe like second thoughts to things of like, wow, things are drastically changing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up or fuck this. I'm ready for whatever's changing and I'll change with it. Uh, yeah, adaptability. You definitely have to adapt as a realtor for sure. And you definitely have to adapt with buyers and sellers. Like when the market changes, you got to be able to smell it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't smell it in time, you could cost your seller or cost your buyer $100,000 in equity or yeah. or potential sale price. Um, yeah, the market's weird. The market's weird. I will say this, though. I feel like a lot of realtors don't say this, but I'll say this is a little hack. November, December, January. Best time to buy a house. Yeah. November, December, January. I have literally bought a house every December for the past five years. And it's like... <laughs> Always under asking, always like fuck around at the inspection, always like get a deal somehow. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're listing your house at that point, you either have to sell it because you're buying another house or it's a death or it's a divorce or whatever situation you could take advantage of. And most people are like, I don't want to go out in the cold or it's Christmas. Like I'm going to spend time with my family or it's Thanksgiving, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like you can always find deals no matter how the market is right now. Gotcha. so people are trying to get, that's the time where people are trying to get rid of their house the fastest. I would say it's not, it's not always like trying to get rid of their house, but a lot of times it's like a situation where it's just like perfect timing for a buyer. Gotcha. Yeah. No one in New Jersey wants to do anything in the cold. So they'd just rather just be in the bucket. But I'll, <laughs> I'll show you a house if you can. I've in 10, 20 feet of snow. I don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> How do you uh, come up with your content ideas? I got to say it's really natural. Yeah. Yeah. I just pick up the phone and and I think I'm lucky to have like the personality where like I don't give a fuck. Like I'll I'll, I'll like there's times where I'll say something and I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's not even right." Like <laughs> that's not even accurate information, but like whatever, it's kind of right? <laughs> people, correct- people are correcting me. I'm like, "You're right." No, you're, yeah, you're right. It's good for the algorithm. I'll post that they were right, you know. Exactly. Like, I think consistently and and just the ability to just not give a shit about what other people think is the most important thing as a realtor but honestly across all fields like even in your field or attorneys or whatever well maybe not attorneys actually i take that (laughs) (laughs) don't be an attorney and post wrong information end up in jail oh yeah (laughs) jesus (laughs) so you just you're just always on the go with it you just have no kind of plan you just whatever comes to your mind you're you're throwing um no there's there's definitely days where i plan content like uh, I'm doing a three family house right now in Netley. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I went there day it closed. I went there when we gutted the house. I went there when, uh, we framed the house. I went there when we did the, uh, uh, this is, it's being, uh, the rough electrical plumbing and HVAC is being done right now. So when that is done and I have the house cleaned up, I'll do a general cleanup. Then I'll have a day of filming at that house and I'll talk about the HVAC. I'll take about, yeah. talk about the electrical and all that stuff. And that'll be like content days but i'm talking like social media stuff i just pick up my phone and record like mm-hmm. stories and stuff yeah i think people just appreciate that yeah definitely it, it allows people to just, like the youtube stuff and like other the walkthrough videos and stuff like there's part of that that's you know what i mean slightly staged at times you're making sure what you're saying is like if you have to go over something again but i feel like when people just see your face on the phone like you recording it yourself there's so a stuff bit of authenticity is it, is it scripted or written you know yeah no not not like scripted or written but there's there's certain points that you have to make sure get touched on and certain oh, parts yeah. of the house to, yeah. to compared to just being in the car fielding a question 
people giving your opinion their opinions and then you reacting on their stuff it's just like a real like real time sort of yeah, reaction yeah. You're or telling people ask questions on yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think that's that's what every realtor is afraid of because they don't have the answer yeah. right like if you're posting about a new loan that came out or a specific program and you have one person that dms a general question and yeah. you can't answer it you really shouldn't be posting you know like maybe get that's why i always say like get informed get educated make sure before you throw in content out there yeah but um when i'd like schedule filming days i just kind of get there and kind of do what you guys do where you like yeah plan the whole shoot and then do the shoot Ex yeah exactly yeah, yeah just like briefly go over all right we're gonna touch on this that and that exactly we didn't really do that here though <laughs> <laughs> you're like all right i'm like i'm 10 minutes late <laughs> um adam so if you're starting off to be a realtor um what platform if you haven't do it don't be a real estate agent. Stop. Don't be a realtor, please. Real no more realtor. <laughs> uh, what content? Um, if you could pick one platform to focus on, would it be YouTube, Instagram, Facebook? Uh, I think everything is kind of like at a low, except for YouTube. Mm. And I think YouTube is the hardest. Yeah. Um, I have no big deal thirty one hundred YouTube followers <laughs> and. Over 300,000 views because I always look at that stuff. Come on, Ben. You have the numbers up, Ben. I, um, I'll tag you guys. I'll put yeah. you guys on my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I have over 100 videos and I'm constantly putting stuff out. I could definitely post more, but um, I feel like it's funny because a lot of, listen, I don't know if I should be saying this because I don't want to help realtors that aren't with prestige, yeah. stuff that I give prestige agents. But I, I'll say this if you're a realtor watching this and you're not on YouTube, I will tell you situations where YouTube has brought me over a hundred thousand dollars in commission because YouTube is funny. It'll if you post a video, right, and you just put like New Jersey real estate in the ca in the caption or whatever, you'll come up in Google organically just because of that video, and then yeah. they'll watch all of your videos, yeah. right? If the videos are good, and then if a buyer goes on Google and types in New Jersey realtor. I have had situations where buyers screenshot the email that they get from YouTube saying, we noticed you Googled New Jersey Realtor. Here's a YouTube channel you should follow. Oh, wow. And I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, either. I'm not paying anything for that. Yeah, suggested videos. Yeah. Suggested, but email to the- Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is crazy. That's this nice. is fantastic. Right. So I think um, if you're banging out quality, educated content, it's definitely something everybody should be doing in every field. Are you putting out, are you um, doing like the shorts as well? Uh, I try to do as many shorts as I can. I always um, like, we'll, like if we, if you guys cut this video up and make a ton of reels, yeah. I'll post that reel as a short. Yeah. So that that reel gets seen on a short and Instagram story and Instagram reel and like, where else can you put it? WhatsApp. WhatsApp is another one. Yeah. I'm just giving away all the fucking yeah, things. All right. Yeah. WhatsApp is great. I actually met a builder recently from WhatsApp. He was saved in my contacts somehow, or I was saved in his contacts. I think what he, what happened was he saw my sign somewhere, and then he saved my number and then never called me. And then I showed up in his WhatsApp, because I post on WhatsApp stories because yeah. I'm a crackhead. So I post everywhere. <laughs> and uh, he called me up. He's like, I've been following your WhatsApp content for years. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> and then I look at WhatsApp, and I'm like, I have 40 views on my story. And I look, and he's one of them. I'm like, oh, wow. You never know who's watching. You never know oh. who's watching. Anyway, he gave me like four listings, brand new construction, like 800,000, 750,000, like crazy stuff. Damn. From WhatsApp. <laughs> and to, to, to get away from the content real quick, uh, just a question. When, 
a house needs to be like gutted out Mm -hmm. when's that decision like how's that decision made and is there a time where you're like this is just too much for me to take on in regards to what it depends on who i'm representing like if i have a first-time buyer they definitely shouldn't be buying a house that needs to be gutted but if i have like a, a flipper who needs to gut the house yeah i need to like be informed before i even send them the house you know what i mean gotcha here's an opportunity for you to buy this house and gut it and this is what it's worth when you're done like real real numbers mm-hmm. not like wholesale numbers where like wholesalers are like 300 put 20,000 into it it's worth 600 it's like that's not true <laughs> yeah it should it should be it should you should be buying it for 150 and it's 200 grand and it's worth 500 when you're done you know mm-hmm. so there's a lot of misinformation out there um it all depends on who I'm representing. Yeah. You know, I talk to everybody differently. You have to know your audience just like you guys. Definitely. I would, that's such like a key, th- like know yeah. your audience. Yeah. Not every person. Listen, I've made that mistake then. <laughs> yeah. like, when I first started, because I, I I don't care. If I buy a property, I gut it to the beams. Okay. Any property I buy. Because I'm like nuts. You know, it's not really the smartest thing to do. Yeah. However, it's the most <laughs> headache-free thing to do. Like anything I've ever purchased, I've gutted redone completely so that I don't have to touch it for 50 years. And I never get calls about blocked lines or gas leaks or yeah. water leaks. Mm-hmm. I never get those calls, thank God. And knock on some wood, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's because that's how I run my my stuff. Sometimes when I'm showing homes and I'll see like opportunity of like the kitchen and living room and I could take down the wall, I'll just like, yeah, just knock down this beam and you guys will be fine. And then the buyers are like, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, you know, maybe let me just, let me just bring it down a notch. Easy there, chat. Yeah. <laughs> doing too much right now. But yeah, um, definitely know your audience and who you're talking to and everybody's capabilities are different. For yeah, sure. for sure. So now like going forward with your content, I know like you've talked about a podcast. Mm-hmm. How's uh? I've been talking about a podcast for a long time. <laughs> Honestly, this is my first podcast I've ever been on, so I I came on here to like feel it see out, see what's up, you know. <laughs> what do you, you think I of might, it so far? I might steal a mic. On <laughs> I mean, you have a you have a good setup where where it's you would great. do it. Yeah, the dude. setup is great. Yeah. It's the the time to do both the YouTube channel and the content, but then like you could film a, a, a podcast video and then post it on your YouTube channel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So like, there's there's so many opportunities. Just, I, I really was really busy the last like yeah two years like it, crazy busy. it is like I feel like for us we were talking about doing one for a while too and it's yeah. just like where do you find the time but then like once it got going I mean there's obviously weeks and times where so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the tables here and ask it, you guys a question yeah for it what made what made you guys pull the trigger on the podcast uh, we had the capabilities too. So like why? That was like the that was like the main reason. I was like, we have all the equipment, we have all the money, you know what I mean. And we felt like what we wanted to talk about would be like we create relationships every day of our lives. Yeah, and, sure. Um, we knew we okay. could get people to come on. So what from the time you guys said we want to do a podcast to the actual first filming of the podcast? It was a week. Well, really? Yeah, I ordered the mics and we're like, fuck it. Well, when the final, yeah. <laughs> the content that you put out. Yeah, it was a week later. Really? Oh yeah, it was. Oh, a week. that's fucking. We what's what are kids saying nowadays? That's spice. <laughs> <laughs> that's spice. <laughs> like our our idea was like, okay, we'll film a bunch x amount a day, and then we'll be good for some time. Yeah, yeah. But then you realize when you schedules line up and yeah, cancellations stuff like stuff yeah, there yeah, where we have sure. to go. I mean, it's we didn't miss a week until like two three weeks ago. 
um and it was just because of a shitstorm of things yeah. but still though you guys did it within a week that's fucking awesome yeah man it's evolved over time yeah you know what i mean but like he he would like look into things of like how fast do podcast kind of shit out like where what mark should we get to to where it's like okay now it's like easier to kind of keep going um because you could just put out content and nobody watches it yeah exactly i mean the good, that's good, my fear and the good thing and it yeah it definitely there's definitely podcasts that it it happens too. Luckily, we've had on some. I was gonna say, do you guys have people on the podcast where you're like, "Oh, nobody's gonna watch this. <laughs> this is terrible." There's there's times where it's like, like we had like our boys know, on, you know what I mean? We know yeah. certain people don't have the same followings as like you know we've had on, yeah. but it's still fun musicians and and MTV models. So we're like, we know their oh, following really? is gonna. Who's come. the coolest person you guys have had on the podcast? Ben, you can answer this question. <laughs> um, well, currently. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dude Joe is sitting right across. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was, uh, I thought it was kind of cool when he had an AK and I, yeah. prior, I had no like knowledge. AK? Yeah, he's a. He's a musician from my town. He has oh, like cool. 1.5 million on YouTube. Oh, shit. What kind of music? Um, rap. It's like rap, like nice. sing, singing uh, kind of deal, but we had on uh uh, one I actually enjoyed. Her name's Darren Page. Uh -huh. Um, and beforehand, um, she was on Love Island, I think. No, no, Double uh, Shot of Love. She, she was on Double Shot of Love. I think she was on Love Island. She was also on Love Island. Love Island too. Oh, cool. Um, very cool. But it was like maybe like our fifth episode, and yeah, you know, so beforehand, like I was saying to Joe, I was like, I don't know if I want to have one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Instagram model, this that. Why and, not though? completely changed my I, mind listen, like the I conversation from everybody no 100 percent. Mm -hmm. and that was because going into it i was like well if i am going to be doing this i want to spend it having quality conversation with people and yeah, not just yeah. like talk about you know posting feet pics or like yeah. whatever which is we touched on what joe touched <laughs> oh yeah oh she makes <laughs> no i'm not into it <laughs> she's into it and she makes the best joe paid her to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um but so, I mean, like we had worked with her before, mm -hmm. like, okay. very respectable. So like a lot of the people we have on, we have had relationships. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah. she like, like talking to her about like her business model to things yeah, and yeah. how she views things. And she makes good money. Yeah. yeah. She need a realtor. <laughs> Is she 1099? Has she been working for two years? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've had on like. Um, I like ja Jamie from Eat Clean Bro. That was a good one. Yeah, Jamie. The CEO for, have you heard of Eat Clean Bro? Eat Clean Bro. Of course, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, he was a good one. I mean, he was probably our most. He was like, he was intense, but he gave us a lot of lessons that were. For sure. Yeah, I used to do Eat Clean Bro. Really? Yeah. I did yeah. it for a long time. Hell yeah. yeah. I just would like have an Eat Clean meal, bro, and then I'd have like four cookies. <laughs> <laughs> just eat it down. Pointless, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been, like, I don't what episode are we on? Benny, what episode is this? 47. Episode 47. 47? Ugh. Oh, 47. We're almost a year in. I'd rather wait for like a 50. The, the <laughs> episode 50. We'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll put it down. Okay, <laughs> yeah. can we make this down? I already said. <laughs> we can do the intro one more Let's time. Let's edit. Like, hey guys, this is episode 100. <laughs> uh, I think we hop into rapid fire. Rapid fire. So we do a segment on our show where we just rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. Um, one, two, three. Favorite sneaker? Favorite sneaker? Uh, Travis Scott, low top dunks. Favorite uh, brand of watches? Ooh. Favorite watch? Favorite watch? Oh. I feel like that's also tough because that's you probably tough. have so many. I have a lot of watches. I, I collect watches. That's the worst question to ask me. I would say I just bought a 50th anniversary Royal Oak uh, AP with a green face. Super hard to find. Uh, sounds beautiful. I traded like a shitty watch for it. 
uh, watches of uh, Georgia or something. They did an online trade. It was cool. Oh, good. But uh, a Rolex Hulk is also like was my first real nice watch. I paid off all my student loans, and I'm like, ooh, it's time to get a nice watch. And <laughs> this was like six years ago. Yeah. And the Rolex Hulk was like nobody wanted a green watch. It's stupid. So I went to Coins and Collectibles. They had two of them for eighty nine fifty. Oh damn. Eight thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could buy both. <laughs> and I bought one for myself, box papers receipt. And um that was my first like nice, nice watch. Oh yeah. And I wore it every day and it really does go with everything. And now it's like discontinued and like one of the most iconic watches of all time. Damn fuck rabbit fire. I just want to talk about watch. <laughs> yeah, next thirty Dude, minutes. Dude, let's do it. Let's watch <laughs> podcast. Uh what do you think is a uh, overrated superpower? Overrated superpower? Uh, none. Does all superpowers? Uh, yes. Like I'm just trying to think in my head, flying like that'd be. Uh, I would take. I any could get to showing so much faster. <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be weird if you're showing two houses to the same client because then you're there first, and then yeah, unless you just pick them up and fly. <laughs> that'd be nuts. Just get so much done, bro. <laughs> What's one thing new real estate agents should stop doing? Uh, negotiating their split because you haven't earned it. Oh. Earn that shit. Earn that shit, bro. <laughs> what does Gary V say? Jab, jab, punch? Jab, jab, jab. Right hook. Joe, yeah. Joe, show him your boxing move. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sub that in. <laughs> um, cringiest piece of content that comes up on your phone. My very, It's on YouTube. My very first YouTube video. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I shaved my head for some reason. <laughs> a weird shaved head. I was wearing like a blazer with these really tight jeans and I'm just like, Hey guys, what's the yelling? <laughs> so bad. You might have to. And then to I that. hired the cheapest videographer I could find, and the audio is horrible. Oh, oh my god! It sounded like the mic was in my butt. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Define yourself. Three words. The three words define myself. Uh, resilient. Mm. Resilient as fuck is definitely one. Uh, I would say funny. Some people. Think, <laughs> some people think I'm annoying. <laughs> So funny slash annoying. There you oh. go. <laughs> and I would say, oh, it's got to be the third word. It's got to be a good word. It's got to be good. C- confident. Right? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, maybe confident? I'm. Con- I might be confident. Who knows, Co- though? Confident? Confidence last suspicions? <laughs> confident if you'll allow them. Yeah. Uh, if animals could talk, what would be the sassiest? The sassiest? Probably my dog. <laughs> he's so vocal you know he'll just you know he's like you ever see those videos of huskies like so yeah. the dog does that he's an Aussie shepherd and like if so you're not giving vocal. him attention yeah he's vocal <laughs> I would love to listen to him <laughs> just yeah I would love to be able to talk to him yeah, right. I feel like he's kind of talking he's trying best um best car meetup spot with like I see like on your Instagram you'll be yeah, at, like I certain... love cars cars and watches I love, I love. <laughs> Majority of my money from real estate goes to cars. And watches. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a special like cars and Joseph watches. Aziz podcast, cars and watches. Yeah, no, honestly, I wouldn't do that because I'd just get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> when are you on the podcast next? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Sunday Motor Club is a very cool like spot to grab breakfast, a good cup of coffee, and just meet some cool people. Um, I, everybody knows about it if you're a car guy. Yeah, see, a lot of Porsche guys go there. It's a big Porsche thing. I found out it. I found out about it from a client who he's like, hey, you have a Porsche, I have a Porsche. I go to Sunday Motor Club. I did my wedding there. And then he <laughs> pulled his car up into like, it's like an old gas station yeah. or mechanic shop. 
and they converted it to like a breakfast spot and like it's a little meetup. It's pretty cool. You see like anything from a vintage Porsche to like a SF90, you know, like crazy cars, stupid cars. Damn. Well, then on that, what is your dream car? My dream car is the car that's in my garage. Uh, it is a 2022 992 Turbo S cab. Oh. Custom built about 400 times. <laughs> how long did you know? Like, how long was that your dream car? Uh, honestly, it was only my dream car for like, it was only my dream car for probably four months. I'm the type of person where like, if I, if I want something and I, I put it in my head, it's going to happen eventually. And it's going to happen very soon because I'm going to have severe anxiety about it and <laughs> do everything I possibly can to I need it. it. <laughs> I need it now. <laughs> um, I was in my, my dream car was always a Ferrari Huracan. I'm in a Ferrari Huracan. Oh my God, it's so dumb. <laughs> Lamborghini Huracan, right? I'm like, I love a Lamborghini Huracan. But then I like looked at the people driving Lamborghini Huracans and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't want, there's like no class in that. No offense to Lamborghini <laughs> Yeah, people. we love it. <laughs> I love Lamborghini Huracans. It's, you know, it's beautiful. But I'm like, and there's plenty of people that I know that have Lamborghini Huracans that yeah. are going to punch me in the face. <laughs> I just, uh, I was coming back from Montauk and I was on Montauk Highway and I was bumper to bumper traffic and I was sitting in, uh, and I was like, there's a Porsche dealership right there. So I pulled in and I'm like, let me just, you know, I'm sitting in traffic anyway. And in the showroom was like a 2019 white on red Turbo S. And I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. And it doesn't look fast. It doesn't really look like a fast car. So then I was like, I'll, I'll do one of those. I'll take one of those, you know? And the guy was like, yeah, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> and he's like, I do have one allocation. If you give me $1,000, I can put you on the wait list. And I was like, yeah, sure. I put it on my Amex. I'm like, here's a $1,000 charge, whatever. And like six months later, he's like, hey, you can order your Turbo S now. And I was like, okay, let me look into this. And look, the car starts at 270. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I must have built that car uh, uh, over a hundred times. There's so many specifications you could do, and I'm just like, I said to myself, like, if I'm gonna buy, if I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna make sure a it's covered by rental income, yeah. my rental properties, which covers tenfold, and I want to make sure I build it the way I want, so that I never sell it. You know, like I've been in situations where I've sold watches, and I'm like, oh, I regret selling that. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to buy this car. It's going to be my actual dream car. And I'm going to build it exactly the way I want it to like, you can specify the color panels, the stitching, like every little thing about that car you could pick. And I think I overbuilt it, but it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Fuck and that's a car, like I've gotten clients from it. I've gotten really? builders to work with me. I've gotten people to build, to work with me because I'm like, like, who is, who is this guy? Yeah. Who is this guy in Jordan's selling sneaker, selling uh, real estate? <laughs> And he's driving this car that, what, the top 3% of the general population can afford? Yeah. So, like, there's got to be some kind of no fluff here. You know, there's, there's, this guy's got to be either good at his job or he's full of shit or this is, like, not a real, this is not his car. So, I did it for me, but it has helped grow my business for sure. Was there times where, like, these fancier things seemed unattainable? Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's definitely, um, there's definitely, a, you, you see somebody with, like, a Rolex, you're like, oh, he spent 10 grand on her watch that's crazy i would never do that and then like you start to like make decent money and you're like oh i could do that and then like it becomes a spiral effect of like oh i could do that i could do that and then that becomes your mentality of like yeah. oh i can do that i can afford that i can do that i'll make it work i'll make it work you know yeah. what i mean and 
I think it's good to have that, but also have a balance of like, oh, this is like, I'm going to have all these nice things, but I also want to make sure I'm good for like having a family in the future and doing all these things to prepare myself to have children and a marriage and afford a wedding and all that stuff. So like, I think there's, I see it a lot where a lot of people have like a Rolex, but they have nothing in the bank. They don't own any real estate, like, or they have a super nice car, but they don't own any real estate. They have nothing to their name. And it's just like, they're, all they care about is the material things. I think if you're comfortable with yourself as a person, you're a good person, you have a good head on your shoulders, you have your finances in order, you have a big savings, you have real estate that you own and, and, and you know, you're proud of and it's making you money, then go ahead and feel free to treat yourself. Gotcha. I, I didn't buy that car until I had at least 30 realtors in an office and I had multiple real estate investors yeah. that paid for it. You know what I mean? I would never like car payment is four grand a month. I need to make six grand a month. Like that's not how I think. Yeah. Like the car payment is I'll be honest with you guys, the car payment is three thousand dollars a month and I put down hundred and fifty grand. So like that's a big nut to swallow. <laughs> that's a big Oh <laughs> that's a, um, Cut that that's, that's, Yeah, cut that the word nut cut. and replace it with pill. <laughs> we say cut that, Ben here's clip that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's a big pill to swallow, but the more confident you are in, in what you've done and what yeah. you've built, you'll you'll have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was like a bigger like I'm here moment? Walking to your office and office and seeing thirty brokers or yeah, nobody comes those- to the office, dude. <laughs> I have a beautiful office and maybe four agents go. It's so annoying. Oh, <laughs> God, that's yeah. Uh, but like that, like if it were the case, like that or like signing the papers on the, on the car. Um, nah, I think the biggest moment was like, I think the biggest moment was like just the ability to, to buy real estate. Like it's really hard to buy real estate. Like a lot of people don't realize it, but like with interest rates being so high, even like when they were 4%, you have to show income, you have to pay taxes, you have to like put aside money and live your life. Like you have to make so many sacrifices to buy real estate. Yeah. But I was like, I'm ready to make those sacrifices 10 years ago. I was like, I'm ready to make those sacrifices. And I made so many sacrifices, like no vacations, no trips, no treating myself, no nothing. Honestly, I, I just main focus was like just hustle and make money, which like if you're 20 years old, you should do that until you're 30 and try to grow as a person throughout that 10 year period, make as much money as you can and build yourself up financially. And that's basically what I did with so many sacrifices. And now I would say I'm just reaping the rewards of the sacrifices that I made. Yeah. So, yeah. What what's one piece of advice you give your younger self? Uh, don't buy anything. Nothing matters. Like I, I've have so many cars that I spend money on. Like I thought it was so cool. Like all these stupid things. Like honestly, like if you could wear the same thing every day and drive the same beater and not give a shit about what anybody thinks, do that for as long as you can and stack every dollar that you make and put it towards real estate. No matter what, don't listen to anybody about interest rates. Don't listen to anybody about the market. Just do your thing. Hire a professional realtor and just put all your money into real estate. And I promise you, whatever it is, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Mm. Piece of advice you would give your older self. Try to keep growing as a person. Um, You know, I did a lot of therapy too because like real estate will take its toll on you, especially when you're doing a large volume of business. I'm sure. I I did a lot of therapy because like, there are people that don't have boundaries. There are people that will call you at 12 o'clock at night. There are people that will curse you out. There are people that will treat you like shit. There's people that will, you know, bring you down. It's just part of the business. Yeah. 
You'll you'll do a lot of work for nothing. You'll go on listing appointments that you won't get, and you'll lose it to a realtor that's like nowhere near the level as you. Yeah. Because they're a cousin or whatever, whatever the case may be. The the business is brutal, and um, therapy definitely helped me a lot with that, and it also helped me grow as a person. And um, definitely focus on surrounding yourself with people that are going to do the same, like bring you up as a person, motivate you. Yeah. If you're hanging out with people that are okay being simple and and have no desire to move forward, get the fuck away from those people, because the because you're gonna end up in the same boat. Yeah. You need to surround yourself with people that are like, yeah, we're here, but this is where we need to be. And and once they get there, we need to be here. Yeah. Now, you know. Yeah, I remember going like, you know, when I was started making a transition into, you know, making more money, being more successful in this field. You know, the more my mind started to expand it and see more opportunities and wanting to grow, I noticed there were some friends that would try to bring you back down because it's like, because like to them, it's like, well, this person who I knew is changing and I'm not changing. Yeah. So I'm not really a big. Yeah. They're, they're uncomfortable and their insecurities are coming out verbally. For those stuff, like you mentioned, like you can get a call at 12 o'clock at night, someone could ream you out or whatever. Like, do you have tools in place to like bring yourself back down from maybe like feeling anxious after a crazy call or like even if it's like midday because you got to kind of go on to the next Uh, thing for sure you're i think you're talking about in therapy they call it a bridge right so like you're in a you're in a you're in a place where everybody has a wounded self right and you when you're in your wounded self you don't really make the best decisions whether it's overeating or saying i'm not going to go to the gym or whatever it is and a bridge is what's what's an action or something that you say to yourself that will bring you back to your loving self and gotcha. you can make better decisions from like a loving yep. self so like there's plenty of times where like something will happen i'm like oh, fuck. and then i'll just be like let's go to shake shack you know <laughs> 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 or you just you just i like that bridge. stop <laughs> bridge. Yeah, no, bridge is a shake shack is a fun bridge <laughs> um but you definitely have to make decisions from like your yeah. loving self versus your wounded self. And I'm like, I don't want to get all like motivational and yeah, inspirational yeah, yeah. and all that because that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. I ju- I would just say like everybody needs everybody needs therapy, right? Um, but try to find your bridge, whatever it is. Yeah. It could be God. It could be making a prayer. It could be anything. Yeah. You know, do it. Definitely find a bridge that puts you in a better place so that you can make a better decision. Yeah. No, I think that's like perfect. Like well said. I feel like that's like a big like big thing I see at times it's like something bad happens and people don't know how to kind of just well law of attraction right something bad happens to you like have you ever have you guys ever like starting your day and like you spill your coffee and you're like fuck fuck and then and then like three other bad things will happen you're like fuck times and then you're like having a shitty day like I now whenever something bad happens like I got a call the other day realtor was like yeah, they just don't want the house anymore. And like my seller, the wife is sick and like that house sale means so much. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. So then you like take a deep breath and you're like, okay, what's the solution? What's the next course of action? Because yep. like, if you're not that person for who you're representing, and, and believe me, the general public always struggles with this. And if you have it down packed, you can kind of lead them in a way. Like I had another lady, she was like so nervous about her home sale and something happened with termites. And she just like was like, well, I'm not giving them the TV. And I'm like, all right, let's relax. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the buyer that you're not giving them the TV now because the house has termites. I'm like, here's my termite guy. I already called him. Oh, yeah. I had to give him a heads up. 
He's going to come to your house on Wednesday. We're going to treat for termites. And it's $1,000 to treat. I'll cover half of it. Let's get this done. And then instead of going back to the buyer and saying, there's not coming to TV, there's no termites. <laughs> I'm like, hey, the sellers took care of the termites. Everything's fine. And that's the stuff that really like, again, it's all bridges and yep. like, all things that you can do to for yourself, but whoever you're, is working with you. I think a lot of people pr- appreciate that too. A lot of people naturally see it. Yeah. You know, people make get emotional. Everybody's emotional. We're human. And if you can, like if you're in an emotional place and you're making decisions, you're like, fuck. You're good. There's going to be a point where you sit back and you're like, oh, that really wasn't like yeah. the smartest 100%. thing to do to say. But thank God for Joe, right? Thank God Joe calmed me down and 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 walked me through it and and he helped me make a better decision. Yeah. And now I'm $100,000 richer because of, you know what I mean? Like this, there's so many situations yeah. with real estate where that's important. Yeah, you become a therapist for your real your buyers, the sellers. You're everything, dude. I still, I've sold furniture. I've sold a car before. <laughs> I can do anything. Um, That's awesome. And uh, where can the people find out more about you? So I have a YouTube channel, uh, Joseph. If you just type in Joseph Aziz into uh, YouTube, uh, I should come up. Hopefully, make sure you like and subscribe. He does. I, uh, I checked it. He did. Okay, good. Yeah. And then Joe NJ Realtor on Instagram. I have a second page. It's the same shit. Joe, it's Joseph Busy's Real Estate. I post it together. Uh, find me on WhatsApp by myself. Yeah. <laughs> 201-708-5067. Feel free to call or text me. I'm pretty fucking responsive. I have no unread messages, no unread emails. I clear out both every single morning and night. God damn. Yeah. And people who close with you get an espresso maker? An espresso? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> a free? That's a free. <laughs> <thing. laughs> that was hilarious. That's funny that actually I was like... That was like a couple years ago. I was the first one who did it. A lot of people copy me right now. Yeah. I'm humbled, but you know who you are and stop. Do something else. Um, I said to myself, what's a good closing gift that I can give to people that are they're going to use every single day? And I give them an espresso machine with the frother. Oh. Right? <laughs> a lot of people give the one, the cheaper one. I'm like, nah, I give the one that comes with the frother. So don't fuck around. <laughs> I stick around it too. So every morning, I'm <laughs> me, baby. Part of your morning, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And any any quote or anything to leave leave the people off with? I will say, like, if you need a house, call Joseph Aziz. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Go with you, everybody. You guys know what I mean. Yes, sir. Woo.